Working Dog Radio. Broadcasting the bite. You guys know by now that we do a bunch of commercials in the beginning, in the middle of these episodes. Um, There's two things here. One, Patreon.com, Working Dog Radio. We put the episodes up without commercials. How about that? But here's the thing, guys. I know you people. I know what you're doing. You're skimming forward and you're fast forwarding through the commercials. But I'm telling you, you want to listen to these and you want to listen to the ones in the middle of the episode because we put new discount codes. We put new job opportunities, new training opportunities, new gear, new equipment, new sponsors, all kinds of new cool stuff in there. You don't want to skip it because you don't want to miss it, especially the discount codes. So make sure you guys are paying attention. And having said that, we're going to kick it off right now with one of my favorites, right? Uh, RayAllen.com. We've had a great relationship with Ray Allen for a long time. They want you to know that they've heard you loud and clear, and they have revamped their customer service, faster response times, easier to get a hold of them, faster shipping, faster order f- uh, fulfillment. Um, any kind of issues they had, they ironed it out. RayAllen.com for everything dog related, not just working dogs. Working dog, pet, anything you need. I just bought about 300 bucks worth of stuff the other day. Mixture of pets and police dogs in one click. I loved it. RayAllen.com. Uh, we got hits coming up. Um, it's going to be in August this year. It's going to be at the McCormick Place in Chicago. Um, it moves around. So, you know, one of the things they're really good about is it's not in the same location every year. So every four years, it's probably in a different area, or it's in a different area of the country. And they make it super obvious about... Um, rotating all of their uh, instructors too. So if you come last time they were, say, in Dallas like four years ago, when they go back to that area, you're not going to see the same people over and over again. When we were there last year, there was like 1,200 people, and they're talking about having 13 to 1,500, and we've got 100 vendors in the vendor hall this year. They're getting ready to have a price increase. And I know you people, and I mean you people as handlers, you guys wait for the last fucking second to do everything. And I know it's not your money, but the hotel fills up quick. Then you got to walk everywhere in Chicago, which is probably going to suck because it's going to be super hot. So... Get your tickets booked. It's going to be August 13th through the 16th this year at McCormick Place in Chicago. Go to hitsk9, letter K number nine, dot net. Get signed up. Look at the class schedule. Plan on where you're going to go. And, uh, yeah, submit all of your forms to all of your admins so you can get it paid for. And uh, you'll see us there. We're going to be doing live recordings. And come by the booth, get a beer, and uh, have a challenge going. we got some custom challenge coins we're making. So, um we're Which, not uh, we're not giving them beer though, Ted. They have no, to no, no. Yeah, beer. no, yeah. That's yeah. Get a beer was, and bring it with you. If that was if that was not obvious, I guess that's my bad. All right. So uh, one of the booths that's also going to be at hits probably right across from us. If uh, if it's anything like last year's, our friends at Dogtra. Um, I love Dogtra. Dogtra.com. Great company. Um, you guys have heard of us. You know they're especially you guys, you uh, policemen, law enforcement handlers. They're um, Remote is so set up for you guys to have on your gear. There's tons of different uh, Molly gear you can get for Dogtra uh, remotes. The 1900S is the best collar I have used. I love that thing. Their ball popper is all revamped. Um, They figured out anything with a battery should be rechargeable. The ball popper is rechargeable. It's kicking ass. Dogtra.com. They have a discount code, WDR10, for 10% off of any order over $200. Dogtra.com. 
So this next one is somebody that we, it's new to the podcast uh, or they just signed up. So I just mentioned challenge coins. Now, everybody knows that everybody loves dogs and everybody listening, whether you're search and rescue, whether you're FEMA, whether you're, uh, you know, sheriff's office, whatever, everybody in the public loves seeing dogs. And the one thing that I always see is people handing out challenge coins or handing out um, the little like playing cards with the dog's information and all that stuff on it. So one of the new sponsors for the podcast is Combat Bet, which is spelled B-E-T at the end, like you're betting. Uh, They have the little challenge coins that are shaped like poker chips. And ironically enough, they're pretty inexpensive for um, like a department to have for a canine unit. You can have them on their little, you can have the dog's picture on one side, you can have the sheriff's office shield on the other side, whatever you want to do. You can even print on the collar of it. And they do two different versions. They got the, the ceramic poker chip ones, and then they've also do a couple of metal ones. Um, so depending on how much you want to spend or whatever else, you can get a variety of different things, and they can print pictures on. So you can get the picture of the dog and the handler on there, hand them out to kids when you go do your school demos, and you guys look like heroes, which is freaking awesome. So they're doing a discount code for everybody. So if you go to combatbet.com, and you'll get a discount of 10% off of your total order price, which isn't a whole lot to begin with. So it's Working Dog Radio spelled out. Head over there, hit them up, tell them we sent you. Use a discount code, hand out coins to kids. That's all you got to do. That's it. Yeah, I think our first sponsor that we ever got when we got on the podcast is Arno at ALM. Um, yeah. I love ALM. The dude, the dude has been so good to us, so good to everybody. Um, I'm telling you right now, man, you want tugs, and I mean, we go through tugs a lot. Yeah, I give them out to all the handlers when they come through, and I don't use anyone else but Arno at ALM. Uh, his tugs are the best, period. They hold up. They're great. The dogs love them. Everything's great. And I've, I've done a ton of social media stuff about his hidden sleeve. His hidden sleeve is so legit. It is yeah. so good. It's the easiest, the easiest one to put on and take off. It is so functional like I use it you know under stuff as a hidden sleeve but I use it as a just as a regular sleeve sometimes um, it you do feel it it does suck I'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> but it is a perfect sleeve for what we like to do he has a discount code WD radio for 10% off almk 9 equipment.com hit him up so speaking of traveling, October 30th through November 2nd of this year, our friends down at Southern Coast Canine, New Smyrna Beach, are going to be hosting the Hard Dog Fast Dog Competition. It's the Police Motorcycle and Canine Skills Challenge hosted by our friends at Southern Coast, Peggy and Bill and Danny. So uh, I'm actually going to be down there announcing the uh, Hard Dog Fast Dog Competition. Now, it's limited to the first 30 canine teams uh, and the first 30 detection teams, and they're also doing a competition the 4th through the 7th, which they do every year, which is a huge odor uh, seminar and detection seminar and competition. And at the end of the three days, you actually certify with NNDDA, but there's going to be 125 teams in attendance, so it should be a good time. Be sure to head over to Southern Coast Canine, hit them up, look at it, and come down and see me, and I'm sure I'll be heckling whoever's going to be decoying because you're going to get smashed. I don't know what to tell you. Be on your A game. Yeah. You guys remember our episode with Cameron Ford? Uh, Cameron Ford's worked all over the United States. Um, he's done all time, all kinds of multi-purpose canine training. Detection is his thing. It is what he does the most. That's what his scientific approach yep. uh, has proven. Like 
very effective, the things he does. Well, Cameron moved to Las Vegas to join the folks over at Silver State Canine. Um, they offer a ton of stuff. They have a class coming up. you got to get on this quick, though, guys. Uh, July 29th to August 9th. 29th to August 9th. It's a... Um, going to be a handler and trainer's course. you got to get on it. And they're going to rerun it September 9th through the 20th. This is not a cakewalk, but I'm telling you, you will learn a scientific method for this. Um, it's it's good stuff, man. Check them out, SilverStateK9.com. They, um, just so, say you can't go to Vegas, can't make it to Vegas. Maybe you don't have enough comp time. You, got, you don't have enough vacation time. They won't let you travel. You get a hold of uh, the folks at Silver State, and they will send Cameron to you. And they'll do a 40-hour detection dog seminar for you. You can get your all your unit, get all your training group. He'll come to you. SilverStateK9.com. Check them out. All right, guys. This is Working Dog Radio, and I am JJ Seabra. I see a little bit of a twist up for you guys. We're doing something a little bit different. We're used to hearing Ted and Eric do the interviews and talk about things with the experts of the field but today we're going to flip the script on them and they are going to be the ones getting interviewed so without further ado we have eric stambro and ted stickles summers yeah <laughs> say it fast ted we, yeah, we say yeah right. say it real fast we flip because we're hungover so <laughs> um jj's not yeah <laughs> uh, 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 I got sleep, right, so yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> Big difference. We're uh, we're at uh, so we're at McCormick Place uh, here in Chicago. Um, nobody's been shot yet, so that's good. Um, I did venture down downtown to go kind of get a Red Bull. Uh, hotel's awesome though. This thing's and, huge. Yeah, this place oh, yeah. is massive. Have um, you been in all the halls yet? Oh yeah, yeah. You'll find the classrooms. It, there's yeah, a ways to get crazy. There. I mean, yeah. there it's huge. So, so the guys that didn't show up this year. Because uh, Eric and I have been talking about it for fucking ever. Um, awesome instructors. Uh, we went and saw Ted Dawes this morning do his spiel. Talked about some stuff. We're going to try and get him on a little the bit later. Him of or Andy. We're going to do Andy Wyman here later too. The fourth horseman of uh, hits. Um, talk about his legal update. But uh, we'll be doing this again next year. They're going to be in Scottsdale and Phoenix next year area for Hits 2020. Oh, yes. So <laughs> you're going to hear Eric say it all the time. Don't be that guy that waits the last minute because I know all you people will. So um, get signed up now. By the time you hear this, uh, the website should be up and you should be able to get signed up at for 2020 out on the uh, mountain time zone at least. Yeah. So, yeah. Funny story on that. I oh, was yeah. at the registration booth yesterday, and the guy came in, and he's like, "Yeah, I need to pay. I need to sign." They're like, "Okay, it's four. I don't know the numbers, but it's like four sixty-five. Oh, yeah. And he's like, "No, no, no. It's like three ninety, right?" And they're like, no, no, you showed up on the day of to yeah. sign up for this dumbass. And yeah, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> Throw down an extra fifty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I, I've said it for the last several months. Now is the last minute. Don't wait till last. It's too late. It's the last minute. Get your shit done. <laughs> You're done, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Hands uh, down hits best, 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 best all the way around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. This place, what I like this year, and it, it's not much different from last year, but the, the hall where the vendors are is so big that there's a ton of room between yeah, yeah. in the middle. So you can put, there's like, what, 1,100 teams or whatever, 1,100 guys here. You can put all 1,100 in that vendor's room. You can drive still a deuce walk and a half in yeah, between those. Could. And uh, so, yeah, because a lot of the other places, it just isn't that big and don't have enough room to spread out. So, yeah. Yes. All right, what are we going to talk so super about? Super cool. All right. So um, we attempted this conversation before Eric. Uh, technical difficulty screwed it all up for us. Welcome to the world of technology. Huh. 
But uh, so I had one of my handlers that had a deployment, come up on a stop, driver uh, gets out of the car, passenger is visually identified as a known warrant, and the handler is quick to say, I want to get that warrant caught. So he brings his dog out, pass, or driver goes, takes off, running forward, passenger takes off toward the rear of the vehicle. He pulls his dog, tries to send his dog on the driver so he can run after the other guy. And at that time, he got hung up on his bumper guard, all kinds of stuff. Ends up tapping the dog on the ass with his foot, and the dog turned around and said, oh, I'm supposed to go with you. So he got a little bit flustered, turns around, tries to redirect the dog back on the driver. Dog says, no, no, I'm supposed to hang out with Mm -hmm. you. Let's go. What are we doing? And um, so he gave, gave up on the driver, went ahead, caught the caught the passenger, got him down, cuffed him. Um, in the process of cuffing, while the dogs run the circles around him, he then engaged um, without being told. The handler felt like that was an epic fucking fail. Okay, he was crushed. Uh, just called me. He didn't know what to do. He was just confused. I said, dude, send me a body cam, send me dash cam. They were uh, headset cams. Mm -hmm. But um, he sent all that, and I was like, dude, look what happened right here. This is what happened. You can see it clear as day. And he's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, I'm not confident now. And you could hear it in his voice the whole nine yards. I know, Eric, you've been down this road. Yeah. um, Was that his first chance at a... No, the dog has uh, one other live bite. He's had this dog for about a year now. Okay. A small small town, intersection, crossways, all that stuff. Yeah, you know, we've talked about it a lot, and we talk about our HRD seminars. My first dog, uh, Gina, I had like 20 a year of those, 20 a year for three years, at least 20, probably even more than that, because the first year I tased 17 people that she should have bitten, and there's probably another 10 that got away, I I would think. So it was probably closer to 25 bites a year for three years that she missed. Um, But, and I was giving, getting her into perfect situations, like dudes running, like this, the stuff you don't get to do very much, the open field running guy. The first time, first time I happened was a, uh, was a guy we were fighting at outside of a waffle house. And uh, he ran across the street and I just dropped a leash. And back then we were using, those thick leather leashes that have the that fold through and have the extra buckle in the middle you can make them six foot you can make them like 10 feet um and i just dropped the leash and so she's can't run around that got tied around her so there's my first excuse she didn't engage she ran around the guy and um, she would have but the leash was fucking right oh that's that yeah yeah that and then um some other excuse uh and another one and another one and and then pretty soon it's she's missing these bites and then i'm seeing behavior out of her like we got out of a big fight at a bowling alley one time and she's shaking and i'm like come on man They're like this is getting bad was and, that uh, the point that you started feeling any kind of defeat yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was um, because the other guys in the unit were, you know, they're getting bites and they're tracking and they're doing all this other stuff and having a good time and rocking and rolling. And I'm got a dog that and I liked her. She was that's the thing, too. I like that dog. She was a good pet. She was a good, you know, family dog. But um, 
I found myself for for a whole year excuse you know the the moon wasn't in in retrograde yeah it wasn't, wasn't right. in fucking retrograde right yeah she so only bites Virgos. china tides were <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she only and bites virgos by the third year the third year was probably less missed deployments because um or missed engagements because i just wasn't deploying right at, at, anymore at that point it, there was point i mean she would track we'd find the dudes nothing would do nothing run look for the sleeve look for the equipment but that's all we trained in now I don't know if different training would have made a difference with her. I think she just didn't have it. Um, yeah. She, but she would go in on a on a training day and on an area search or bite or a building search would go in and bite the equipment. She she'd do pretty good at it. It's just that was it. You know, she should have been like a Schutzen dog or you know yeah. one of them deals. But um, I I knew how I was as a cop and I knew I was doing things right. And I knew everybody knew they could count on me and I was going to handle business. It was embarrassing, though. So for sure. when that turned for you, did you go to your admin about it? I went to the trainer um, a bunch of times about it. And uh, it was one of those deals where we were still just doing real basic stuff and get in line with everybody else. There was a couple handlers that tried to help me. One specifically named John really tried to help me at training and we broke off and did some things and and again at training I, I don't know anything she if I look back at it she probably was soft on her approach into the area search and building search or slow you know because I, I kind of use that as a gauge of whether a dog will bite on the street and she um yeah she wouldn't I, I don't know I don't remember I do know the day before state certification was the first time we did gunfire and Ohio makes you do um basically aggression to gunfire you have the dog sitting next to you the decoy fires around you send the dog as he's as the dog's about halfway there he fires off another round she has or the dog has to go engage the guy well they're like oh they'll do it they'll do it, no problem i'm like yeah we, we haven't done this yet and the test is tomorrow <laughs> so the, it's okay right? it's okay yeah. don't worry about it'll, it'll it don't be worry fine about it. yeah. and that was their way of not teaching aggression to gunfire even though it's in the test so the first time we did it, the decoy fired off, and she ran and ran up to him and ran right by him and just came running around. Now, he turned directions and ran the other way, and she went and engaged it. Not not awesome. And she did the exact same thing the next day. Strictly the pray, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he had to do it. He had to, he had to put in the yeah. work. I was like, oh. And the trainer was like, ah, don't, don't worry about that. So that dog reaches the end of its... Uh of its time on the streets with you, you move on to your second dog. Yeah. I had the dog for three years on the road, and um, she was only six by that point because she was three when we got her. Um, I get a chance to get a, a dog that was already at our department. The, the handler was moving on. So uh, I got him and retired her. Willie. Yeah. How was she? Oh, Willie was a, it was a killer. He, he, yeah. Yeah. I, or he? Yeah, he, I she? probably had. I probably had. Um, Boy, girl. Yeah. Right. I probably had uh, 75 bites with him in a, in a few years. Nice. And the, the handler that had him before me had probably 50. So uh, Willie did a lot, put in a lot of work. So the first time I got a bite was like the second day out of class, you know, with yeah. him. And I was like, this is what it's about. You <laughs> it's know? like your first prom night. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, how... During that whole scenario, those three years with that dog, mm -hmm. 
as a handler, you, you were reaching out. You were like, dude, I've got to do something. we got to do something. You mm-hmm. went to the trainer, um, talked to different handlers, all that kind of stuff. You were trying to recover. The um, That would bring me over to Ted. Ted, as a, as a trainer, have you had dogs that had um, failed deployments or failed engagements? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, any And anybody listening to this, and if you'll hear people like, oh, my dogs never fucking fail, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. And that's usually the first time I'm like, oh, you want to see it? Because <laughs> I can make it happen. Um, yeah, you know, and um, it happened a long time ago. And it's kind of like the story about how we got to do HRD. Um, we had deployments that were failed. And I couldn't reconcile in my mind why these dogs were passing a state certification or a national, whether it be Napwater, USPC or whatever, and then weren't deploy and then weren't biting. Like I couldn't figure it out. And, um, you know, and I think Eric was kind of coming to the same kind of revelation at the same time. Um, so I started trying to figure out like how and why and what was going on. And it kind of came to me that there's not, like what we do, what we're asked to do as handlers versus what we're certified to do are not the same thing. And that we had to stop selling the lie that certification standards are equitable to deployable skills or that a certification means that you're going to be successful in the street. And then I started looking at how actual deployments were going. So I found very experienced handlers and my partner, Scott, um, and you know, we started working some through some ways and then I kind of built these little, at the time, I didn't call them scenarios. It's called them exercises. I just built these exercises to do, um, and we started being very successful. And then other training groups started coming to us, and kind of the same thing was happening with Eric. Because then they started PK9A, and the association started, which is a very successful. Like most of those dogs are fucking crushers too, and actually all those dogs are crushers. And so the one thing that does happen, I'll have guys that aren't lucky enough to stay with me in terms of because they're like from states that are you know eight six ten hours away so they don't get to train with me every week so the dogs leave very successful when they go to a training group and then they'll be like oh the dog missed a bite last night i'm like well what the fuck happened and it was a similar deal to yours right the dog was like he sends the dog and the dog like hesitates and won't go and this is a big ass malinois that's just got more drive that would yank you through drywall and i was like what the f-? so their state has a mandatory call off and they were working on uh getting ready for certification yeah. Yeah. and they were doing like 900 fucking call offs in a row. And the oh, dog's yeah. like, well, why would I go? You're just going to call me back. And probably with a long line rope, a dope. Yeah. Know, well, no, this dog, he was, off, he was off leash. Oh, and then the handler kind of joked. He's like, well, he was like, I guess the call off counts. I'm like, no, it fucking doesn't like right. he's got to go for it to count dumbass. Yeah. But I was like, and I, I warn guys all the time. If you're going to work on call offs, don't do it all the fucking time and i mean we have I've if had you're two- listening in ndda and all you other guys out there that are <laughs> mandating that kind of shit yeah. stop i don't Just, mind yeah, ohio's the same way you get a yeah. recall yeah. yeah i mean i don't mind doing it. i mean arkansas does it too and i mean I, we have it's such a specific way that arkansas does it i actually do the arkansas i call it the arkansas out when we do our certification setups for those guys but i mean so and i tell them all the time when you're working on this don't fucking do it like and i do i do it the same way that i fix passive bites and that was the other thing we had some passive bites where dogs failed like early on and so i had a dog leave this has been within the last five years and the dog was just nuking it in handler school dog got one bite successfully and then i didn't hear from him for like a year and then he's like oh the dog missed a bite and i'm like what look what happened he's like well you know we racked up and the dude's laying under a bush i'm like and He's like, he wouldn't bite him. I'm like, what the fuck have you been doing the last year? 
And I was like, send me not video. Not working on passive. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I was like, just send me a video of your training session. Of course, it was some fucking trooper dancing around out there, like waving around like one of those. Young, the newest rookie that yeah, go get in the suit. And I'm like, oh, I can tell you exactly what your fucking problem is. So well, hop up and down and wave your arms. Yeah, yeah, he looks like one of those like things on the side of the car dealerships where they're like with a little fucking <laughs> balloon man guy. That's what he looked like fucking decoying. I was like, God damn it. I was like, if you ever get to have to bite somebody at a car dealership, you'd be good. And I was like, no, you need to. So then we had to go back back to the rule of three or the rule of fives to fix that passive problem. And I walked him through it over the phone and I had it fixed in a couple of weeks thought I'd ever be in there, but I was like, stop fucking doing that. Well, what <laughs> I, I see a lot with, um, with my guys, a lot like yours that are out of, out of my reach or they can't come to weekly training. They can't come to quarterly st- stuff like that too easily that, that the out and all that kind of stuff, it's jam and cram. Hey, we're certifying in a week. JJ, can we come up? Oh, yeah. oh, now you can make the six-hour drive? You know, I, and I get it, but at the same time, we got to work that out. We got to work this. We got to work that and all the shit that we don't do all year long. Right. And right. now we're trying to do it just to check a box on a p- piece of paper. Yeah. You know, what we do is um, we don't work the certification stuff all, all that much throughout the year. But if I have a dog that's um, pretty – a real good dog maybe is a little sticky on his out, I tell the handler – let's out your dog on every scenario even though even and i especially in the ones where we do like we rip them out of the car and they have backup officers and all that stuff where outing them is not a good idea where you know lifting them off or using a brake stick uh, and i'll go to them now here normally this is where you would break the dog off but we're going to go ahead and do an out because this dog we're going to keep on top of it there's not there's nothing wrong with that it's the waiting till the last minute there's a big thing that guys like to do in ohio is they'll have a training and um, and for the trainer, it's a good idea. They'll do a three or four day seminar, and then they te- they do the certification research on the last day. Right. So all they're doing for those three days is working on stuff for yeah the, yeah just cleaning and, up and and cleaning up. But that's cool. Yeah. But some of those guys, that's the they haven't done it at all. I mean, not one thing. So um, we. You know, Ted and I talk about this at everything we do about certification is definitely necessary. The Supreme Court is saying certification is necessary. Yeah, but we so know that. You can spread it out throughout the year and put in maybe some real basic car hides or something like you would do for a certification, but later in the day, your building search should be pretty advanced or mix, you know. Yeah. Do that stuff. Keep it fr- keep it so that the certification day is a piece of cake. Check your box at the beginning of training, and then work your way into yeah. some deeper shit throughout the day. So, Ted, how did you um, when your dog had failed engagement or a failed deployment? What what did you do as a trainer to back up and say, "I need to fix this," or what do I need to do? I recreate. I talked to the handler, and I literally recreated it like step by step. Like I said, give me the dash cam, give me the body cam. Uh, give me the report and bring the dog back and we will recreate it in training. Yeah. And, uh, man, that was a long time ago. Um, the one that I'm talking about was a long time ago. Um, that was a passive problem. Um, and I, I, he, he liked the body cam. Like I watched and the guy was just fucking laying there. Like, I mean, so I figured that out pretty quickly. And that's how I got to my, like, rule. I call the rule of three or the rule of five. Um, and I used a building search to, to fix it. But um, And that's kind of when I started doing passive, um, more passive stuff. And that's also when, about the time that decoy-wise, I, as a, God, this has been a long time, this has been almost 12, 14 years ago, when I started deciding that um, 
I had to find a way to make dogs not reactive and to decoys and, and you know, I mean, because it was clear that the dog would bite. That motherfucker would bite you. I mean, if you moved, he would bite you. But he was waiting for some initiation from me, right? So instead, I went to basically what Rigney starts talking about. Um, in fact, we got to go find his bowling ball ass somewhere today. Um, you know, He's watching classes. Oh, he was man. in with Ted Doss classes. He was out in front of Trump Tower a minute ago triggering people. So, um, <laughs> is there a Trump Tower? In yeah, Chicago? yeah, there is. I gotta there. go see it. So, uh, <laughs> I wonder where the uh, fake news your dog don't out. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, make, we got the Make America Bite again. Oh, yeah. yeah. We could go we'll do that. Get a picture Y'all can get those. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a website. Right. Oh, yeah. You can get it on the podcast website. Fuck, I got sidetracked. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> Squirrel. Yeah. So, um, and teaching dogs to be active um, and show forward aggression and cue up on what the handler is saying and not what the decoy is doing. Um, and that's why I, I think I've talked about it before if I haven't. If you ever watch videos of me decoying, like even with green dogs, I'm very, like, not slow, but I'm not very herky-jerky in terms of before they get on a grip. And if the dog is showing me lots of forward aggression, then I reward that, right? So, I mean, if we're talking about the decoy being the object of operant conditioning, that's the, those messed bites are what really taught me that because I was like, well, fuck. I mean, because they'll fucking nuke you if you're dancing around. And then I had to learn that you have to push the dog to create the engagement rather than having to wait for the initiate, wait for the decoy to initiate it. So um, once I figured that out, um, things got a lot different. And then I raised some puppies and taught them that. And those dogs are now working the street and they will fucking bite whatever you point them at. <laughs> it doesn't matter Microphone what you, go. it doesn't yeah. doesn't matter <laughs> right. what you're doing. They will fucking bite you. So but yeah. Well like your guy, the the story you're telling about with your guy, um guys they get real down on themselves. And uh, a lot of times a missed deployment or missed engagement early on in the dog's career is just um something the dog has never seen in in some weird situation. Like um so we had a we have a dog in Canton named Tuco, and Tuco came out on the street. We got him from Canines for Cops and uh, to replace a dog that had gotten killed. And uh, Tuco, I knew had it. He had all the everything we needed. He had three or four failures to engage uh, right off the rip, and uh, you know, and, and Ryan was really concerned about it. The handler, and I, I wasn't so much because I went back and reviewed and talked to him and broke everything. Down, and Ryan was fucking it up. He wasn't deploying correctly. He was doing things that we that dog had never seen, and um, that's where a lot of guys there's a con, there's a difference between the failure to engage because the dog's just not going to do it, or because of the weird situation like that. The guy kicks yep. the dog by accident. Now the dog is completely confused, completely befuddled. He probably never saw the passenger. Yeah. He didn't know who they were chasing. Well, you know what I mean. And then like Ryan had a case where he tracked a guy from a burglary or robbery or whatever it was, and. And um, he gets to this garage, and Ryan, I don't know why he does this, because he's had like five guys with him, but Ryan goes up with a dog and boots the door open, boots the door, Stalin, and sends him in there. Just, just like boots. Now, he'd Yeet. never seen... Right. Boom, boom. <laughs> he'd never seen... I'm surprised Ryan didn't get bit. But he'd never seen Ryan kick anything, and then he opened up Stalin, and, and uh, Ryan could see the guy. But the dog could not see him. The dog just looked at him like, Stellan, what? I, what just happened here? I don't... Dude, that's the same got, as audio or visual exclusion. I got one. Yeah. 
I got one like so one of my this handler is here now uh, his first dog uh, dog had already had a bite and um, he went in and bit, tried to bite this dude in the shower and he swings the curtain open and the guy's standing there all soaked up and very well I don't know if he's soaked, but he's standing there naked and the handler's like stalid motherfucker I like how you painted the picture of him right, well, all yeah. soaked up though yeah well I mean it's a shower right I mean it's better than like a pig in a fucking well anyway so like <laughs> He saw the dude standing in the shower and he's naked and, and the handler comes in and is like, Stalin, motherfucker, rah, 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 and he's like swinging shit and like torn the shower curtain down and the dog is like, whoa, dude, why are you yelling? You know, because this guy is, I mean, you've met him. Um, he's here, and but he's like super soft-spoken most of the time and he's Tiny pretty guy. even keeled until he's until he's working and then it's like and the dog was like whoa what is your problem and the dog was like why are you yelling so it was completely contextual and he was so then we did some training where he was yelling at me and the dog didn't have any more problems like then it was the dog was queuing off of him and every time he would raise his voice the dog's like oh yeah okay now it's time to go see so, so if Hagner and Murphy are listening oh there god. is a reason that we work in the shower together guys oh my right, god exactly <laughs> Hagner knows he's not worried about it yeah, speaking yeah. of showers yeah so uh yeah god. so, so like your down. guy your so your hand I forgot there, we're videoing he's, this too he's just look we, I've had dogs that had tons of street bites that missed bites, failure to engage, only because of confusion and not knowing yeah. what it is. You, well, you definitely got to try to set them up, but that's when you go back then and recreate the weirdest shit happened because so, you couldn't have ever re- you couldn't have ever thought that that when he tapped him, the dog would turn and and stop what he was doing and follow him. So maybe now you got to recreate that. And, so here's well, a perfect example too: the dude that's here uh, is on live PD. Darren Carmack, right? Handles yeah. Shep. So everybody remembers the the video where Shep didn't buy it. Poor right? Shep. Right? No. And so the <laughs> fucked up thing about that deal is Darren's a, or Carmack's a good handler. Shep's a good dog. He came from Southern Coast, right? Dog fucking bites people. Before that video, right? And everybody was and fucking. Social media. And fucking assholes on fucking Facebook and Instagram. Oh, yeah. Fucking idiots. So before that happened, that dog had like 60 fucking bites. Like and then after that, that dog was he nuked that dude oh, the pink dude, shorts that over yeah. the fence shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> but that was yeah. straight up confusion, right? Like that dog had probably never worked that far away from that handler. For, I don't know. We can go find him and ask him. He's here. I talked to him last night. But and but God, everybody was so like that dog sucks and this that and the other. Every fucking idiot in the world was like, I would return that dog. And I'm like, yo, motherfuckers, this this dog bit like sixty people last year. And, and, <laughs> and I give you credit on that because you did. Yes, um, I and, did. And you're and you're. <laughs> Post on that exact deal, he said, "I've seen that dog, and that dog mm. will nuke fuckers." And it was, I don't know, six months later. All of a sudden, here's Shep, and everybody's, "Yeah, good boy, Shep, man. That dog's a shit." Yeah, Jeez, and then yeah. I was like, "No, Hold fuck no, you no, all. No, no. Uh, yeah, fuck all you motherfuckers. Yeah, no, right, fuck yeah. you guys. Yeah. No, all you rest of you motherfuckers are saying he sucked. Fuck you guys. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. So yeah, um, my so my handler was he was slightly defeated, calling me very concerned. As the trainer, I had to do the same thing. I said, look, don't, don't trip. Send me the video. Let's see what it's all about. And we will we'll recreate that. And the, you guys, um, the split amoeba drills, chase the brown hole that you guys do with HRD um, all over the place, wh- everywhere you go, those drills that people look at, well, that's not, that's not realistic. That's not ever going to – yeah, it is. Yeah. That, that shit's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to come into it. And even if you think it's not realistic – 
some fucking crackhead on meth is going to make it realistic. Oh yeah, the one the one that we do on HRD where that people think it's just you know just to, to be goofy is the uh, handler drum circle. Oh, we've yeah. so oh, many shit. guys tell us. So I had one very similar where I couldn't hear and the dog couldn't hear. Yeah, in between a car, sirens. Yep. Gas pedal stuck. Yep. That type yep. of shit. Oh, yeah. Can't hear. I'm like, we know we, we didn't yeah. just pull I mean, it out. How many yeah, bailouts is... do you pull up on? And you're and Leave you're not thinking, on. oh, let me hit that button to turn the squall off. You know, you. Yeah. I, we've had so we've had a couple of times where um, after HRD stuff, handlers will reach out to me or Eric or Ray and be like, I had this exact. Oh, we just had one from West Virginia reach out to you, Eric, and he was like, literally exactly how it went down and at the HRD thing, like it happened step yeah. by step and. And his dog was prepared? Yeah. yeah I, so, I think oh, so. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Good yeah. yeah. See? Yeah. So, yeah. And as the as the trainer, it's my dog. And they were, 10, 15 years ago, I would have been more defeated. Yeah. You know, um, because I was, at that time, I was like, oh, man, my, you know, my dog didn't engage. This happened. The dog didn't go. He should have just gone. He was good in training. I don't get it and all this. Now I know to step back, look at it, look at the whole thing, listen to every part of the story, do my own investigation, and say, ah, okay, I'm not making fucking excuses here, but this is what happened. Yeah, right, and now yeah. let's, like you said, recreate that shit right. and uh, work it to the point that the dog can understand that. And right. I now have a drill that I put into my, uh, into my little repertoire. Where you kick where- dogs? Where I kicked kicked dogs. So, and uh, we worked that dog um, last week, and the handler came out, and he was healing the dog with him, you know. And every time the dog would, like, move out a little bit, he would take that leash and tap the dog on the ass with that leash. I said, that's Uh, where your fucking issue came from, right there. And, you know, we corrected. He said, oh, damn. I never thought about that. Right. So his default move was to go back to a heel, go <laughs> yep. to the handle and go to a heel. Yep. 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 It's the same reason why at training you'll see a dog um, early on in training will go start doing vehicles and will sit 15 times going around a vehicle. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you're hammering sits on that dog and something he feels odd, something is different for him. So his default is to sit. Yep. You have to get past all that. I'm not saying don't do obedience with him. I'm like, you got to chill out a little bit on some of that when you see that shit. Yeah. But, well, uh, and w- so we all got that dog that picks up on obedience way too fast. And you're like, man, dude, he's nice. Know, and then, and then the handler sees that that dog listens so well. Oh, yeah. And man, I want that. And then I so, have to tell my guys, especially with dogs like that, dude, leave the fucking obedience alone for the first month. You got that dog. Just work him on actually working you know leave the obedience behind because well, you're we, going uh, to create those issues well, we interviewed subtle you know he made a good point and i always have my guys do this too he's like oh or i don't know if he said this on the podcast he said it to me before but when he does his classes handler schools he tells his handlers he's like all right get up scratch your balls spit, go ahead and spit your dip out cough do whatever you're gonna do and then kind of walk through and don't do anything stop cueing the fucking dog and scott you know scott's always yelling at our handlers dogs are nothing but a bundle of habits whether they're good or bad (laughs) so and everything is a zero-sum game so i i do things now and i almost like if you watch a video of me working with puppies i've got these stupid headphones on and i've got music playing i don't ever say anything (laughs) (laughs) i i I have music playing and i don't have any verbal and i'm like a fucking robot and i try to make it as clear as possible and as sterile as possible 
because I used to do all kinds of crazy shit, move my hands around, and uh, and all of a sudden the dog. I'm like, you why are a, you doing that? You did a Patreon video on that, didn't you? Or was it a Patreon, or was it just on uh, Torchlight or something? You I, did a video. I did a. I think we did the one of the original videos for Patreon about uh, one of the bop, one of the popper things. It could be. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't remember. If not, we need to do it. We had a handler that was coming to us. <laughs> In fact, fuck well, yeah, Alicia, I'll, do, I'll do that. Put that yeah. down. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, we, I'll do we had a handler that, that somebody brought into the group. He wanted to try it out, so he came. Now this this dude drove a police car to the training with no belt and no gun. And when I mean no belt, no trouser belt. Oh shit. And no gun. And I didn't know. I had a, I had twenty dogs that day or whatever, and I'm paying attention to other things. And we were doing vehicle dope. And um, he has his toy reward in his back pocket, but his pants keep falling down. So every five seconds, he's pulling his pants up, and the dog is coming off the car and looking at him. Coming off the car and looking at him. The Kong every, reach. Oh, the Kong every reach. Every time. <laughs> every time he's reaching for his pants, the dog's coming off the car. So I pull the, the guy who brought him. You're responsible for that guy. He comes over and goes, Where's this motherfucker's belt? Who? who <laughs> You're an Get adult. him some suspenders. You're a grown man. Wear a belt. And you, where's your gun? You were in a police car. And he's like, oh, I just, I knew all the, everybody else here would have a gun. I'm like, oh, my God. So, so when you guys go to training, full battle rattle. Just have your gear with you. At least have with it with you. you. Yeah. yeah. Have it with you so you can put it on because if you're one of those guys that has, you know, 20 keys hanging off your belt oh, yeah. and you've got the asp and you've got your gun and you've got two sets of cuffs and all that shit, Hang you're going to get tangled up in it. And if you don't understand, if it's your first six foot lead or were you saying, was it you saying that you used to run eight foot leads? It was six foot that could be an eight foot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's an old, I forget. It may have been an old Ray Allen type and they still make them. They're brown, yeah. brown yeah. leather. They're heavy as they shit. They got the loop. Yeah. Yeah. They're heavy as hell. They're good for correcting dogs. But <laughs> yeah, on a choke chain. <laughs> no, I mean oh, whacking no, whack him with the yeah. fucking <laughs> ring. Whack, bitch. Tink, tink. Yeah. But my big thing too is though, and this just drives me nuts. Um, guys will show up with full gear. That's cool. In uniform, and that's an excuse to not decoy. Oh yeah. That yeah. drives me nuts. I'm like, <laughs> you're just gonna have to go change your uniform because you're gonna get sweaty mm. by putting on the thing. Don't show up in uniform thinking that you're gonna trick me to, that I'm wearing all what I wear at work. No, you're just trying to get out of, <coughs> out of being bitten. Don't show up without your gear with you, and do not show up with a fucking fold-out chair. Yeah. Oh, God, God damn it. <laughs> like that meme on video. You know, oh, yeah. That's Ray's yeah. favorite fucking meme. Yeah. We're not doing that. No. But, yeah. yeah, and I in Canton, because we get called out of training a lot for... Um, we get called out of there a lot for stuff. We... Uh, I have everybody bring all their gear besides for training. You might get to go bite somebody. There's a good chance right? you get to go bite somebody. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. Let these working dog radio, HRD, Torchlight, Van S guys. <laughs> I don't even know what. Am I missing uh, what working dog dry guys? Is yeah, that still yeah, yeah. You, so, the whole yeah. list? We're going to take a break. Let them guys pay some bills real quick, and we will be right back. Hey guys, we got a great new sponsor, man. We're super excited about this. I have a box full of challenge coins. I love them. Everywhere we go, I'm always asking people, do you have challenge coins, challenge coin? Um, but I don't have one. Working Dog Radio doesn't have one. Torchlight doesn't have one. HRD doesn't have one. So we are 
going to get those. We're going to get them made. And we're looking around trying to figure out who we're going to use, who we're going to get to make these challenge coins. We partnered up with the good people at Combat Bet. That's C-O-M-B-A-T-B-E-T. And they've got several different cool styles to choose from. They got other things too. They got some cards. They got a lot of different cool stuff. They're giving a uh, discount code for us, Working Dog Radio. Um, I can't wait. Um, we're going to get uh, these challenge coins. And I'm telling you, if I give you one, you better have it. If I see you, I'm going to blast that thing out on the bar and you have to buy me a drink. CombatBet.com. Check them out. They have several different styles of coins. Um, we're really super proud to have them on here, man. CombatBet.com. Yeah, it's no secret that uh, Eric and I use a lot of equipment at either up in Ohio, Venice, or here at Torchlight. Uh, we've been using Dogtriff for years. Both of us have. Um, even before we even started the podcast, you know, one of my favorite products is a 1900S hands-free. I use it all the time, and I've uh, even got a different collar on it so I can put it on dogs super fast. Uh, there's no messing around with it or whatever else, and I just keep the remote in my pocket, and I have the finger kick on my on my finger or on my wrist and uh, makes it super easy. But dogs have got several products and not just for police dogs. You know, I was doing for hunting dogs. They've got a long history uh, with the hunting dog community, but uh, great products, several things for everybody from pets all the way up to working dogs. And they also have the awesome ball watcher and popper that I use the kennel. Uh, I think I've got four of those things now and um, we've got them in box. I've got them hidden in cars, all kinds of stuff. But for uh, listeners, anytime you use the discount code WDR10, you get 10% off a single item over 200 bucks. And that's at dogtra.com. Go hit them up, dogtra.com. Hey guys, coming up, it's coming up August, August 13th through the 16th, the HITS conference. HITS is the best conference going. It's the biggest. It's, uh, there's only a couple conferences that we back and we sponsor over here at Working Dog Radio based on who runs it, the type of material, the type of training, the instructors, everything they get, nothing shady happening. HITS, um, I can't say enough about the guys. You've heard them on the podcast, man. They're all legit. They're handlers. Um, they're out there working every day with that dogs, with those dogs, and they're putting on this big, huge conference. They got a uh, price increase coming up, man, so don't mess around. This year, it's in Chicago at McCormick Place. Like It's the size of Canton, Ohio, pretty much, the entire <laughs> venue that they're going to be at. Um, check them out. Hitsk9.net. Don't wait. Yeah, and you know, one of the other uh, sponsors that we have that's also uh, nothing shady going on that we're super happy to have on the podcast <laughs> is Ray Allen. Uh, I think Ray Allen made equipment for um, dogs that are on the Ark. They've been around for so long. Uh, their product designer, uh, you know, Matt, is one of our good buddies. Uh, we love that dude to death. Uh, they do a good job there. They've got that new treat pouch that Eric really likes. Uh, keeps your fucking hoodies from smelling like hot dogs or, or pill jack. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just ordered a bunch of rubber arms, and we ordered a leg for Eric. Uh, that uh, is good for proofing patrol dogs. And they've got everything, not just for police dogs. They got stuff for working dogs, and they got stuff for, uh, for other working dogs like search and rescue or hunting. And then also just for pets also. They've got leashes and everything for and harnesses just regular collars, everything you need. If you're going to go over there, make sure you use the discount code, also working dog radio spelled out. Uh, the beginning of each letter needs to be, or word needs to be capitalized. You'll get uh, 10% off your first order. And yeah, they have just about everything you need except for the dog and the patrol car. 
So hit him up and not owned by a uh, somebody that has pled guilty to uh, sex offender crimes. So there's that. You guys have heard me talk and Ted talk about our relationship with Highland Canine. Um, we've done it on social media. We, you've heard it here in the commercials and things. And we do that because we believe in the Pergasons and we believe what they got going on there. Um, they have a school for dog trainers. They got a police dog training school. Um, and, and they started to realize what they were doing was everything was um, basic training for them. And they do have a lot of basic training classes. They take you. Uh, they teach you, say you're a handler, they're training you, and then boom, out you go on the road. But what we see in this business is most guys don't follow up with any kind of advanced courses. So Highland Canine, they're like, you know what, we're going to take care of that. They have started a um, advanced detection, or excuse me, advanced um, canine courses, like a whole curriculum they're rolling out. Back in April, they started with an advanced detection course. Um, they're going to go into advanced skills for every aspect of police canine training. Uh, be sure to check it out. Look for upcoming classes, tacticalpolicecaninetraining.com. That's the letter K, the number nine, tacticalpolicecaninetraining.com. Harmony, North Carolina. Check them out. So everybody knows that we uh, love the guys at Southern Coast, Bill and Peggy Heiser, and of course Danny. But they've also got a second company called Coast to Coast Canine, which handles uh, detection services. And they are looking for two full-time and one part-time explosive handler. So be sure to hit them up and email Peggy Heiser. So you're going to do P Heiser, H-E-I-S-E-R, at C, the letter 2, C, the letter K, the number 9.com. That's C2CK9.com. Shoot her your resume and apply for the jobs for a full-time explosive handler. There's two of those. And then... Uh, a single part-time handler, uh, explosive handler at c2ckanine.com. Peggy Heiser, c2ckanine.com. Go ahead, I'm up. So I got a uh, bomb dog in my uh, kennel right now. I'm imprinting her on the seven odors that we use over here in Ohio. None of those odors are the HMEs like TATP, um, urea nitrate, and some of the other ones. We um, are afraid of that shit, and I'm not touching it. I'm not messing with it. But I do want my dogs to, to find it. So looking around, you know, my guys go through some training with the FBI like once a year. It's pretty hard to stay proficient on that stuff. And I'm not messing with that stuff for real. So what do we do? True scent. True scent is a, um, it's not a pseudo odor. It's a simulant. It is real odor suspended in silica. Now listen, they have everything. They have all the explosive odors you want. Um, but I specifically look for the, the HME kits. They got several of them. Um, check them out. Uh, it's, it's real explosive odor. Um, it's good stuff, man. We really like them. You heard Ellie, their chemist, on our um, podcast. We made a whole T-shirt based on that podcast. Uh, it's good type of stuff. TrueScentK9.com. Um, when you get there and plug it in, they do give us a discount code, which is WDR, all capitalized, WDR15. That's a WDR15 for 15% off training aids. Get on it. Yep. So working dogs, whether they be police dogs or hunting dogs or search and rescue or whatever, have a fantastic talent of managing to hurt themselves in magnificent and magical ways. Um, if I could count the ways that my fucking dogs have managed to hurt themselves, it would fill up an entire podcast episode. Not everything is going to require a vet visit. And I'm not suggesting that you don't take the dog to the vet, but stuff that's normal, like hot spots, 
pad injuries, happy tail, stuff that's just kind of annoying, uh, can turn into serious issues. The guys at VetCare have produced a, a product called QuickDerm that is absolutely fantastic. Eric actually has a guy that's close to him that runs a fairly large boarding kennel. Uh, that had a dog come in that had hot spots already when he got there, and you know you didn't want to be blamed for hot spots. So uh, he actually ordered some of the stuff and cleared it up in, I mean, a couple of days. I actually had some pretty gnarly burns from uh, dealing with the dogs at the HRD seminars, uh, from doing some of the muzzle work, and I was able to clear up something on my arm <laughs> in about seven days, and it didn't tear up my tattoo, which is kind of nice. So. So if you go over to vetcare.us, it's going to be 10WDR, and you'll get 10% off your first order. And we've heard some rumors that they were upgrading people in sizes when you use the discount code. So head over and put it in your uh, put it in the patrol car, and you'll be good to go. All right, we're back. This is Working Dog Radio. We are at the HITS Conference 2019 Chicago Chi-Town. No one's been shot yet. Lies. Well, well uh, nobody, nobody at the conference. Yeah, nobody yeah. Yeah. I can guarantee you, yeah. there's been at least five. Oh yeah, well, yeah. In the, in the last hour since you know, over the weekend. Yeah. So, um, how's so, things going in Texas with proven canine? So, proven canine training. We moved things down to Amarillo, Texas, full time last October. We're actually coming up on a year already. Oh wow! That's uh, right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we were in Albany when that decision was made for us. <laughs> yeah, for you, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, man, we're 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 killing it. Of course, uh, kind of like you, I've got the pet dog thing going on, all that. Yeah. Pet dogs drive me insane. Pet dog owners drive me insane. But trainers out there, listen to me. If you need to pay the bills, pet dog will make it happen. Yeah, you'll get better too. You, I mean, you do. You it's humbling. Yeah. It's humbling because I was taken. Taking fucking dogs my whole life that wanted to bite, mm-hmm. like he says, taking dogs that want to bite and teaching them that it's okay to bite. You know, <laughs> now I'm taking dogs go, that want to bite and teaching them not to bite. Right? Holy shit! Yeah. Or <coughs> go up the steps at least. Do, yeah, I mean, just oh, yeah. any dogs that are afraid something. of rain and wet grass yep. and stuff like that. We had we had a lady that came to us and she said, "I am flying in two weeks." And I want to uh, take my dog with me on the plane, and I want to take it on this trip with me. And we're like, okay, no yeah, problem. Cool. Well, this is the first time the dog's been out of my house its entire life. Oh, no, it shit. was born in the house. It had never left the property. And that dog was freaking oh, the fuck, fuck yeah, out. Man. Oh, Dude, name pet Truman? dog shit it <laughs> will drive you insane, but it, it, on the Damn. monetary side, it's yeah. worth it. It's Ooh. worth it. Um, Pass. <laughs> hire, hire, hire some trainers. <laughs> Let Oop. them take that headache for you. Here's a good topic I, I was just thinking about because I was talking about with somebody last night, and you guys have a lot of uh, context to this. So we had um, a HRD seminar, and I had one of my guys come and decoy, oh. and he's he's done some decoy work for me. Um, this, but this is stepping up his game, you know, yeah, coming yeah. to, coming to learn Hagner did some work with him, kind of mentoring him through the, through the thing. Now, when you come to train with us at the police canine association, all of our dogs are killers, all of them. And so decoying, you can get skewed as to, and you're just really, you're putting the suit on. We stick you in the corner of the room and, and the dogs bite you. Just stand there. Yeah, just, just stand there and they yep. bite. And every one of them, and they tear you up. And guys can only do about three dogs. And then we have to, you know, sh- shift it up to another thing. 
So in the first day, we were doing a ton of bites, and some of the dogs there weren't um, as hard as he was used to. And he said something afterwards, well, no, now I know why you guys talk so much, talk up the association, because I'm not even bruised, and he did like 13 dogs or 12 dogs, whatever it yeah. was. But where this is where your decoys earn your money, mm. is anybody can decoy a killer. It's the medium dog. Or the dog that needs built up is where the big difference. And that was a big eye-opener for him. Absolutely. Because he's never had to t get a newer dog or, or maybe even a softer dog. He's never caught one of those. Yeah. yeah. And we see that a lot. Um, Chris Pelly from Complete Canine up in Colorado and myself, we do seminars, decoy seminar stuff like that around the nation. And we get those guys. We got departments that they send the rookie you know, hey, you're going to go learn to decoy this week. And they show up. They got no idea what they're doing in the first place. And then I ask them, you know, hey, so tell me about your dog. Tell me about your dog. What is your dog doing great? What's your dog doing that you think is not so great? Whatever. And another side note on that. When you guys go to these seminars, HRD or anything that I'm doing or any of these Rigney guys and stuff like that, we have no expectation of your dog because we don't know your damn dog. Put your ego to the side. Quit freaking being so, oh, my God, I can't let him see the shortcomings in yeah. my fucking dog because that's why you're there. Your department or you came out of pocket so that you can go build your damn dog. Right. You know, so come up, be honest about it. Be All right, Eric, Ted, Ray, everybody, my dog is phenomenal on this, but if – the if there's too much noise my dog shits the bed and he, he runs away okay cool you're gonna get an handler drum circle right off the bat and we know it <laughs> oh, and everything I mean, is scalable yeah. some of those and some of that is perception both ways so a lot of times um some handlers don't know yep right so in their mind like what they have compared what they have to compare it to like that dog is a fucking rock star and then all of a sudden he's not right and they're yep. like oh shit right so sometimes they didn't know the deficiencies um it's funny eric talks about i was just talking about that we were talking about it last night so my decoy josh like he's only worked on my dogs or my green dogs that i have done like the base the grip work on for about two years um so he's like oh all dogs bite this way i'm like yeah they do sure <laughs> and so uh yeah, they we come have, out they plop out onto the ground yeah. he, does he wear a bite suit like on the back of horses and shit? Oh. that dude's redneck as hell uh yeah he's super smart though like he's yeah. getting a degree in finance right? and, oh yeah he's like you talk to him and he's like a fucking existentialist like philosopher and shit if you follow him on facebook <laughs> it's hilarious um but so we had a, a group of um a, another unit um that's kind of semi from well, they're from a local area and the dogs were like showed up and I was like, all right. So when these dogs are here, I was like, you're going to have to work their grips a little bit. He's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, just, you'll see what I mean. And he bites, then one of them bites him and he's like, dude, like, he's like, I didn't need the fucking jacket. Like, he's like, this is, I mean, Josh is like, do they, like, what's, like, what's, like what's a bird dog he's retrieving. Like, he's like, what's yeah. wrong? Yeah. He's, right. like, what's, he was, what's, he was like, what's wrong with these dogs? Like, why? I was like, well, there's nothing. Sorry. Damn it, JJ. Fucking Sorry, kicking the mics and shit. Uh, and I was like, they just haven't been taught how to bite. And um, we had some dogs up in Flint that, um, and man, in three days, there was a couple of those dogs that were biting like hard enough their eyeballs were popping out of their head after it's three in the days. Water. Right, yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> I would know. I went an entire three days without drinking a drop of water. <laughs> well, it was nice and cool but, up there in Flint, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was swimming around in the fucking basement like a Ninja Turtle fighting with dogs and muzzles. That was... 
there was water standing water on their base when I almost drowned. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a perception thing. And, you know, I mean, that's something that we harp on a lot about dogs. Like, you know, that is one thing that I harp on a lot. Uh, dogs have to have a firm, full, and a calm grip for it to be effective. So the firm part is they got to bite hard, right? So, I mean, and that's kind of the deal. So when, you know, when, when your decoy said that, Eric, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, so when you guys do go out, handlers and departments go to some of these decoy seminars and if you get a chance hrd's coming through or something and oh, yeah and they're doing something ask them ask these guys hey on the side can i jump in a suit and maybe you can give me a couple points yeah so one thing about hrd um and they're phenomenal you guys they are getting the best of the best decoys these guys um uh we travel to them they are all over the nation so the if you want some west coast decoys at one of them you're going to get it if you're east coast decoys that you watch all the time you're going to get them and those guys are there pick their brain get in with them and actually dig down and yeah one something. thing we try and do with those is we try and utilize local decoys that we know through like networks because and we talk about eric and i talk about this in the presentation about how crucial um, those guys are for running these scenarios successfully um, and maintaining these dogs, not even teaching them anything, but just maintaining a proper gripping and targeting behavior um, from a records perspective and from just a good work perspective. And universally, the one thing that all of these scenarios or that all of these seminars have in common is everybody says that the decoys were phenomenal. And um, I, 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 I it, it is they are the most important part of these seminars without a doubt i mean of course eric and i are and ray are running around fucking yelling at people but uh eric is eric. Yeah. somebody <laughs> in the fucking lineup get a dog ready so and i you know i mean but there's stuff that happens that i can't see and i have to be able to rely on that decoy to say hey the dog's grip got loose this happened i had to do this to keep him engaged blah 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 blah, blah. he started getting tired at three minutes or he started oh if it's a three minute bite or whatever it is eight minutes on josh all the way yeah, to yeah. the yeah. 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 eight minutes fucking working that swamp donkey from new york geez that's that would suck uh but you know so those guys and then when we leave like the trick is look we're leaving but this decoy is you know I don't know, a couple hours, not even a couple hours. Hopefully, usually they're not that far. So call his ass and he'll come help you. And you guys, you know, I mean, you guys should be decoying anyway, but, you know, this decoy will probably come and help you and help you maintain what you've started and progressed and everything else, which is what we want. So ultimately, what I would like to see is that we rotate back through in 2020 with some of the, and we've already got some set up, uh, San Antonio, Philly, and where else is already set up? I'll remember somewhere else. Uh, for 2020 for HRD and hopefully we'll see some of the same teams because we'll have new scenarios for everybody and I would like to see those dogs and handlers have progressed and you know I can take it one more step down the line with them and but using those decoys is definitely a and at the end of the year we haven't announced this yet but at the end of the year we're going to put um, contact info up for everybody that's decoyed for HRD uh, where they're at in the country and how to get a hold of them through email through phone number so because they've like worked they've worked with us um you know they intimately know how we run those scenarios so they're able to kind of like guide people through plus they're all good fucking decoys which is something that's extremely important so uh but i like i said ray and or well bridget will have all that information up after the first or about right, right, right after we finish uh, cincinnati in december yeah. and you can attest to this and, I, and i've said it before but 
people don't hear it all the time. If you want to come and and reach out to us in decoy, we'll vet we'll vet who you are. Yeah. Um, and if you want to come, you're gonna work your ass off. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> run you to death. <laughs> and I don't care. I really don't care <laughs> because I can do it. I, I have done I it. I've too. I've done. Oh yeah. Just to prove it to my group one time, it was kind of it was winter. It was kind of cold out but we were doing bungees and i did 14 dogs four bites a piece on a bungee and uh it, i mean i was wore out i had to take a break for a second steam coming off my head and everything like that but i did it to show them i can i can do it so when the time comes i don't i don't give a fuck i don't care what you drank last night i don't care he don't i don't Hagner. run yeah. run 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 and you can tell so guys come i'm like the the amoeba Drill alone wears oh, dudes damn. out. Hagner <laughs> throws up on that almost every time. Yes, if Sean doesn't, if you come to those and Sean doesn't throw up, you don't have a nice dog. Yeah, we yeah. apologize <laughs> that he didn't puke at yeah. your HRD seminar. But uh, yeah, so fend off. Oh, the fend off. You got to work. Running, yep. Uh, yeah. Where were we all? No, San Antonio in the yeah. basement. Yeah. We were oh, running yeah. like three, four, five dogs fend off back to back to back, yeah. switch decoy because you were just smoked. You yeah. had yeah. nothing left. We call it Gladiator Circle. Yeah. That's a Gladiator Circle. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, what else? No, uh, I don't know. Was there anything else you wanted to? Um, you out the what else? Yeah, is nah, it doesn't matter. I had some. We got, we got, we're gonna be on YouTube with this one. Oh, right, that, that's a first. And we're yeah, that's a first. That's the first one. So, so check that out. Uh, what? And we'll get all this. It'll be in the show notes and all that good yeah. stuff. But since we mentioned the YouTube, what's the YouTube for this? Working Dog Radio. Working Dog Radio. Yeah, it's YouTube. on YouTube. Check yeah. it out. Um, yeah. So I know a lot of guys that they they come to training and they feel like they learn something, but then it's, it's proven. Uh, most people only retain about 30% of what oh, they hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. So how, how do you guys, um, how do you guys want your, your, your students to be able to follow up and how do they stay sharp? Um, I like, so for me, for example, um, you know, I, I'm really harp on, you know, the, the courts have said 16 hours on your re is whatever. Right. That's, you know, that's not enough. So if you can do extra, do extra. Definitely, though, uh, so they come to me and we do train. You're, you, you guys have got to it training. Push yourself. We've, we talked about this a million times. You got to push yourself. Do something basic. Every training, I have one skill set that's done basic, back to basics, like maybe even all yep. the way back to boxes on detection. Yep. Or, or pretty much a, a real simple track where the handler knows, and we're going to work on uh, the, if the dog's drifting too far off and, and keeping them within kind of, I call it within the meat there. And, um, but you got to look and you got to broaden your horizons too. I want, like when we, when we teach at these seminars and my guys come, they're like, what should I take? I go, not my class. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know me, go to somebody else. For yeah. Sure. I'll tell you if the guy's a tool, if it's not worth your time and you know, yeah. show me what, what, but go learn from people. I even do it with pet dog owners. When I yeah. get, when I get done with a pet dog owner and I I'm talking to him and we're doing the e-call and we've been doing it for a couple hours. I'm like, listen, you need to become super proficient with this. If this is what you really want, I go, but here, go to this guy's YouTube and this guy's YouTube and check them out. Learn from other people. Maybe, Maybe you, what things, the way this guy talks resonates with you more than the way I say things uh, and stuff like that. <clears throat> so they definitely got to stay sharp 
and you got to constantly be learning and not just on the thing like like Ted Doss's class and stuff you got to be don't don't rely on JJ Eric or Ted to tell you the case law you need to know it I'm not in court I with you know it yeah I'm not in court with you yeah and that and that's a true deal um, I've been on the stand uh, with cases that I brought and you get up there and you oh I know I know this portion of it you know, that's what got me in the door. That's what got, gave me PC, whatever. But if you got a solid defense attorney, he'll eat your ass alive when you're up there if you don't know in depth what you're talking and about. And if you mention a court case, know the court oh, case. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you mention it and know the details of it, uh, you'll win. I mean, they'll be like, fuck, this, this knuckle-dragger actually knew that? But if you're like, uh, well, according to Florida versus Harris, and if the guy's like, Tell me about Florida versus Harris. And you're like, well, it's, you know, it's oh, that yeah. one from Florida. Is it? That, that, what's that <laughs> guy Harris? says that I can certify my own dog. It's always right? fun when right. it goes the other way, though. And, and they, don't paraphrase. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just know that shit. If you're going to use it, know it. Yeah. And, and, like, I'll say this again. Every time we do one of these, we mention it. If you have any questions about that shit, shoot me an email or us an email at host at working.radio. And I have stuff that I've written up for our manual, for our handler schools that are, that we give, that I give to prosecutors too, that I'm like, that I send out. But yeah, that's always fun when it goes the other way though, when an attorney misrepresents a case oh, and the yeah, handler's actually yeah. like, you know what? Actually, actually, you mm-hmm. should get a refund on your legal education because this is what that case said. God, but what do I know? Day, <laughs> <laughs> How's that feel, dickhead? Yeah. So <laughs> Be a professional. Yes. And being a professional is not, I'm not talking about like manners and, and yes, the way you look and everything. Be professional in your craft, all aspects of it, the training, the handling and the legal shit, because at your department, you're it. Yeah. Just like a bomb dog guys, the bomb dog handlers, um, for like, say Canton, for example, we don't have a bomb squad. We call in summit County, which is up by Akron. They have a full-time bomb squad. We call them in, but Chris, who, who's uh, the trainer there now, has got a dual-purpose bomb dog. He's the bomb guy. If there's a bomb or if there's a threat or anything, they call Chris. So w- the worst thing would be for Chris to go, fuck, I don't know. Yeah. You know Green I mean, wire. Cut yeah, that. Right, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's You're not say. Riggs and Murtaugh trying to yeah, figure this right. shit out. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's something we say all the time, you know, at, at, uh, at these HRD things. And, you know, like you just said, 16 hours is the minimum. Like you should be doing, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. And, you know, and we say it at the HRD thing all the time. Like if you're a small department and you're the canine guy, like you're the dog guy and your admins don't give a fuck about you. And if you do something stupid, they will hang you. And if you do something great, they will take credit for it. So that's just a real, and 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 so it is your responsibility and the resources are there. It is your responsibility to be the subject matter expert on your dog and the relevant case law for your federal district and your state and your district if you have another like layer in there. But I mean, all that shit is readily available because the last thing you want to say is, little fuck, I don't know. Like, exactly. I mean, you don't want to be the guy. Like, you don't want to, you definitely don't want your fucking sergeant or lieutenant being surprised about something and you not knowing the answer. So all of you sitting up by the flagpole, um, all you admins out there, and I know you guys are interviewing Rigney, so I'll leave all that for him. Oh, yeah. shit. I'm giving him 10 minutes. Yeah. that we're talking about Neopopo. There's a timer we're, on we're doing him. We're doing him in two hours. Two yeah, and a half hours. His, his head's going to fucking explode. Yeah. yeah. So. But admins out there that are listening, 
take time to support your fucking canine units. You mm-hmm. know that they're a benefit. It's proven what they do for you. And for the states out there that can keep seizures and all that kind of stuff, New Mexico, we didn't get keep seizures. It all goes to the state. Oh, no shit. Yeah, you lose it. It doesn't fucking matter. Nothing local. Nothing. Wow. Uh, I never even uh, knew that. The, well, the, the cash... The cash has to go to the state, but if I'm sitting on a That's 2019 BMW 5 Series, well, you, yeah, it needs to come up here, but you can take your time. Oh, there was 20 grand in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah that happened. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, right, yeah. yeah. Up yeah. Now. No. Drive it up here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Um, yeah, so admin, support, support your guys. Make sure that that happens. And... I really, I think that's about, yeah. that's about yeah. the end of it, guys. Um, JJ, this is a good idea. I like it. Yeah. You came up yeah. with it, and I was like, that's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. I, I appreciate you guys uh, having me. I, you know I support the ever-living shit out of what both, oh, yeah. of, you, both of you and Ray are, and Alicia got going on. Um, so thanks. So where can, we, where can we find you? Oh, Hey. We're gonna promote you on this episode, right. not us. Right. So yeah, um, they don't fucking me. follow us anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you can find us uh, in Amarillo, Texas, one zero six zero seven Southwestern. Oh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's where you find us. Find right. Us. Yeah. If you're looking on us, um, you have on a the subpoena. Internet, <laughs> yeah. um, that's where you send all the fucking gummy dicks. Yeah. <laughs> because proven canine out there was actually not a website that I could get. We're under provendogtraining.com. Right. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Proven Canine Training Amarillo, and you can find us on the gram as Proven Canine. Ted, where are you at? Uh, shit. So, Instagrams, Ted underscore Summers. The podcast is working underscore dog underscore radio. Uh, and then Torchlight Letter K number nine is where the business pages are at. Uh, same thing on Facebook. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com, Working Dog Radio. Uh, this will probably be up there this afternoon um, for those listening. And then we'll have this uploaded sometime next month for iTunes and um, Spotify. Uh, yeah, and all fucking that. Podbean. Or, uh, listen to I don't it. even remember where. You can get Just like it. Right radio. Now. Yeah, it's all over the place. Uh, Eric, what about you? Vaness K9, V A N E S S, letter K number nine on Instagram, Vaness K9 Academy on Facebook. Um, I don't do shit on YouTube or. Uh, I need to do more YouTube stuff, but I don't. I don't do anything on Twitter. I have an account, but I don't do it. But mostly Instagram, um, pet dog training f- anymore for the most part on Facebook, and then all the police stuff on and some personal family shit here and there on Instagram. You did. Uh, you did do um, pet dog <coughs> stuff on the Patreon. However, it was d- directly linkable to what we do in Canine as well, and I like that. Yeah, it was. It was uh, starting starting a dog with a prong and a leash and then starting a dog on e-collar. Because you get a lot of requests for that. Yeah. It's actually easier than people know if they understand learning theory. Heck yeah. So check it out, guys. Um, both of y'all, Ted, Eric, thank you. Alicia, thank you for all the work you put into Working Dog Radio as well. Uh, yeah. I'm JJ Seabressy, and that's the end of it. Huh? All right. Yep. All right, guys. Awesome. Later. Thank you. I want to take a second to talk about equipment selection for patrol work. One of the most important aspects of teaching and maintaining patrol functions is your equipment. Proper equipment selection and fit makes all the difference in the world when it comes to creating and maintaining patrol and sport dogs. This episode is possible in part with support from Arno at ALM Suits. Because of the importance of this equipment, I use ALM Suits exclusively. I've owned one for about five years and use it almost daily at the kennel and have caught thousands of dogs and tens of thousands of bites. Arno was able to make a great fitting suit for my lanky ass and I couldn't be happier with it. Arno can take your measurements and make you a suit each and everything he does in his shop in Vegas. Between the top-notch materials and the handmade 
aspect, you're getting some of the best bite equipment in the world from ALM. The suits come in a full range of weights, from training weight to comp weight, which is what I use because I'm not a pussy and you shouldn't be either. He offers some Kevlar inserts to make the thinner suits a little safer and more comfortable, plus they keep your tattoo artist happy. He makes a full range of toys and reward tugs also. Be sure to hit him up at alnk9equipment.com. That's the letter K, the number 9, or Arno, A-R-N-O, at almsuits.com. Be sure to use the discount code WDRADIO for 10% off your first order. Tell him you heard it here. Now go get bit. Eric here. Like many trainers, Ted and I go through toys with the hard, super chewer dogs we typically have in our kennel. So we need toys designed to withstand the grueling reality of high-drive working dogs. That's where USA Canine Dog Toys excel. Their toys are made from an extremely durable rubber compound. They have reward toys as well as food dispenser toys, all made to last and are very affordable. All the toys are military-themed. Go to the website, www.usa-canine.com. Check out the grenade-shaped toys. They got the cherry bomb. They got a lot of other great things over there, military-themed toys. Here's the best part. A portion of all USA Canine proceeds go to support military working dogs and other veterans organizations, and that's freaking badass. www.usa-canine.com. Use the promo code K. Nine Pro, or check them out on Instagram at USA Canine Dog Toys. Everybody loves stuff that goes boom, and we couldn't talk about stuff that goes boom without talking about Tripwire Operations Group. They're some of the best in the industry at stuff that makes loud noises and blows stuff up. Specifically for guys in this podcast, for if you're handling an explosive dog or you're a trainer of an explosive dog, they have one of the most well-rounded, ready-to-go kits in the correct amounts and odors for any national standard or state standard certification. Head over to tripwireops.org to check it out. They're headquartered in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and a group of first responders dedicated to serving first responders. They believe that the most highly trained and prepared first responders create a safer America. They prepare you guys and other first responders and military to protect our country by providing products, services, training, and relationships which together no one else provides. In fact, they've done several HME large hide courses recently, which is a really valuable thing for explosives handlers because you're not really able to get that much odor in one place at one time safely, and these guys do a fantastic job. Be sure to head over to tripwireops.org and check out the full list of classes they've got going on and have contact info there on the website. Again, tripwireops.org. You got your reasons, I got my wants. Still got that feeling, but I'm too old to that young night. Working Dog Radio was graciously granted permission to use this music by Brother Deeg. Be sure to check him out at brotherdeeg.blogspot.com. That's spelled brother, D-E-G-E.blogspot.com. Be sure to buy him a beer at Amazon, iTunes, or CD Baby, or anywhere you stream your music. Working Duck Radio was edited and co-produced by Alicia Brandt.